Welcome to Jane Unchained, featuring best-selling author, TV journalist, and JaneUnchained.com founder, Jane Velez Mitchell. In the next few minutes, you'll hear a secret solution to the problems that plague our world. If you want to revolutionize your life, get truly joyful, and jump to the next phase of human evolution, all it takes is one simple choice. Now, here's your host, Jane Velez Mitchell. And we are so excited and delighted to have with us today a woman who is changing the world, and particularly one part of the world, India. We are talking with Dali V.S. Ahuna, who, Ahuja. Ahuja, who is doing um, amazing work in India, and her history is absolutely extraordinary, and uh, it dates back to at least... Gandhi. So why don't you tell us your extraordinary story and how that has inspired you to really try to help the people of India with an issue that is literally life or death, not just for animals, but for the planet, because animal agriculture is such a destructive force, the leading cause of climate change, habitat destruction, wildlife extinction, and human world hunger. If you can change India, you, literally, Dolly, might actually save the planet. You will be the superhero of all superheroes. Uh, so tell us. Oh, you're too kind, Jane. So actually, I was born in Mumbai, but I came to America at age one. So I lived the American way. Pizza, popcorn, hamburgers, you name it. And after I went vegan, um, I actually went back to India, to my motherland, with a new two set of eyes to see. And I went there for the Animal Liberation March. And yes, like Jane said, I'm trying to create education and awareness in India and all around the world about animal cruelty, our health, and the planet. And that's why we're making this movie. There's actually a strong vegan movement going on in India. So um, I'm actually a granddaughter of a freedom fighter, and his name was Chaganlal Joshi, and he fought with Mahatma Gandhi on many, many social justice issues. He went to the jail with him. He's gone to the salt march right on the right side of Mahatma Gandhi. He stayed in the ashram with him. So this is in my blood. It's in my blood. We have to fight for this injustice. And he was a freedom fighter, and today I follow in his footsteps. I am also a freedom fighter, an animal freedom fighter, fighting for the greatest social justice issue talked about today, which is speciesism. Now, let me say this. We all think of India as an animal-loving country. I toured India with my mother many years ago, and we did a tour, and it was fabulous. And because my mother and I were, at the time, vegetarian, we weren't vegan, but we were vegetarian, they actually treated us better than everybody else on the tour. We, we were served first. We sat at the front and the others started getting a little resentful, but we had a good chuckle over it. But uh, the point is that um, it's, it's sort of ironic that India considers itself such an animal loving nation, just as America considers itself an animal loving nation because we love dogs and cats. And yet there is tremendous suffering going on. In India, just like there is tremendous suffering going on here with the cows and the pigs and the turkeys and the chickens and the lambs and the goats that everybody wants to pretend isn't happening, mm -hmm. it's the same situation throughout the world, including India. Yes. So the whole world knows that India, um, the cows are considered holy and sacred. And the whole world knows this. 
But is it true? Is it true? Is the question. Now, in the temple, we uh, praise idols, you know, and we praise the cow. She's actually called Gaumata, which means mother. But if you go and visit dairy farms, they're treated so, so much with cruelty. Now, our God, Lord Krishna, 5,000 years ago in Lord Krishna's time, all the cows were roaming free. All the babies were with their moms. And we're not living in that era. We cannot use God's creatures in God's name anymore. We got to do the greater good in today's world. And so right now in India, we're actually one of the largest beef exporters in the world and the second largest leather producers in the world. How could this be in the land of Ahimsa? Yeah. And, and let me say this that I find so interesting. I read an article the other day that said they are literally burning cow hides, that there is precious little use for cow hides anymore. Because if you, and I did this after I read the article, I was in an airport and I started looking at everybody's feet. And guess what? 75% of the people are wearing uh, non-leather shoes because everybody switched to synthetics. People aren't walking around in chaps anymore. I mean, maybe you see the business person with uh, leather shoes, but most people were wearing uh, synthetic shoes. So that was one of the big markets for leather. So what you see is they're literally burning these hides. We are torturing and killing billions of animals for no reason at all. Mm. And what's happening is that as the society changes and we start getting more modern, I mean, there's no need for fur. You don't see people who are doing extreme skiing or climbing to the top of a mountain wearing fur. They're wearing synthetic fabrics that keep them warmer. Okay. So it's really anachronistic. We have to bring the uh, these industries into the 21st century. And that means some of them are going to have to either change or die. I use the analogy where people, I, I watched some historical films recently and, you know, they have early film from more than a hundred years ago mm -hmm. and people are in horse-drawn carriages oh. even in the streets of New York. Well, guess what? The car, the electric carriage came along and eliminated all of that. Synthetics are eliminating the need for producing leather. So how do we translate that into what's happening in the Indian economy in order that we don't want anybody, any humans to starve? That's why we're vegans, because animal agriculture is an inefficient food source. Animals eat 40 times at least what they produce as food. So we want to transition these people who are in these industries like tanning, leather, et cetera, dairy to something else. So what is happening in that regard, Dolly? Well, Ahimsa means nonviolence. And many times you can't even enter a temple with a leather belt or leather shoes. You know, but outside, what are we doing? We're wearing leather all the time. I think most people are disconnected to this because in India, the cow is considered holy and sacred. How are we doing this? Most of it is getting exported. And the reason why is we just have too many dairy cows. The root cause of the problem is the repeated forced pregnancies year after year from the dairy industry. And this is why so much leather is, ex is exported. And even in India, so many people are wearing leather. You know, it's interesting when you think of dairy, people don't even realize. This is how 
uneducated people are on this subject that cows have to be pregnant in order to produce milk. Right. Just like any mammal. Okay. And so what happens is the calf give the cow gives birth. The calf has to be taken away from the mother immediately. Otherwise, what will happen? The calf will drink the mother's milk, which is what nature intended. So we come in, we human beings, we steal the breast milk of this species. We rip the baby away from the mother. The mother screams and moans and grieves. And this is all on tape. You can see it at any, you Google it. Just Google Dairy is Scary by Erin Janice. She explains it all in a five-minute video that is actually very clever and is as least graphic as it needs to be while getting the point home. These cows are raped. They're not making love. Okay. They're all forcibly impregnated. It's a rape abduction and murder operation. And I covered crime for years. That's what it is. A rape abduction and murder operation. And so what they do is they rip the babies away from the mothers. We steal the milk, which is not good for us. Okay. We're not cows. So we shouldn't be drinking the breast milk of cows And these poor babies are either thrown on dead piles or they become part of the uh, dairy industry. So what happens is the boys, they have precious use for them because they can't get pregnant. So they either go into veal crates or they get thrown on dead piles and just sometimes they're beaten to death with a sledgehammer. And the girls get put in a system where they replace their own mothers after the mothers are spent, which is just a couple of years. So this is a really institutionalized sadism, institutionalized sadism. I'll say it again. Anybody who drinks milk and then has this knowledge, you are making a conscious choice because now you know you can't, you know, what people want is plausible deniability. They want to say, oh, I, I didn't know. I didn't really But then once you tell them 20 times, then they know. Then they can't say, oh, I didn't know anymore. If they continue to participate after that, then that is co-signing torture. That's that's really what it is. And and it's not good for us either. And it's also destroying the planet. Climate change is we're in crisis and it's hitting India. We're seeing news reports of towns that have no water. They yeah. ha- just address that a little bit. Yes. So there's a lot of water depletion in India. In fact, uh, in 2020, Bay of Bengal is not going to have have ocean dead zones. And in the south, they might not even have water left because we're giving all this water to our dairy cows. A, a dairy, one single dairy cow can drink up to 100 liters of water a day. There are starving children. They're, we're thirsty. We need water. What are we doing? And people think, oh, not in India. Cows aren't treated so uh, respectfully in India. No, we're far from it. We're far from it. We all are far from it. We, there we're chopping just, down forest. Yeah. 80% of the forest is already chopped down in India. These are our lungs and arteries in this world. You know, I'm working with Dr. Selesh Rao, and he is a genius. He was one of the creators of the internet. And he says... You know, we need to create a vegan world by 2026. Basically, we need to transition to a plant-based economy by 2026, or we are doomed. He has done the math, and he is a systems analyst and an engineer, and he says, we are absolutely 100% doomed. And he says, well, we'll do it. Why? Because we're not a monumentally stupid species. Um, It's not that difficult to connect the dots. I always say these progressive Liberal newscasters who can understand the nuances of the Russia investigation, which is very complicated, actually listen to the Mueller report. It's dense. It's difficult. How is it 
that it's not possible for them to understand that cows uh, consume so much more than they produce as food. It's clearly an inefficient food system. Now, I use a very dramatic example, but I do it because hopefully it'll get through to people. If you took your precious dog and you killed your dog and you cut off his or her tail and took off out her bones and her eyeballs and her snout and everything that's inedible, then you took the remaining pieces and you sliced them up into little fillets, wouldn't it be obvious that your dog would have eaten a lot more than your dog produced as food, Mm -hmm. right? The reason I say this is people go, oh, that's horrifying. Yeah, well, it's just as horrifying for a cow. Absolutely just as horrifying for a cow. And um, the truth is that the food is just as inefficient when it comes to cows or pigs or chickens. That If you look at farm animals, what are they doing if they're not sleeping? They're eating constantly. All that food could go directly to starving children, you know, and it's the same situation with water. Just today, I was walking uh, my dogs and uh, I ran into a lady who said, I've got to I've got to cut down these bushes because they use so much water. I said, please. I said, if you want to save water, switch to a vegan diet. That's right. That's right. It saves something like 400 gallons of water. I've got it from a day. 400 gallons of water a day per vegan because these cows are consuming so much water. And not only that, their feces is polluting water. So it's a double lose. Mm -hmm. So um, in any case, what, what I can tell you right now is that it's not a question of India doing something wrong. It's not a question of just the United States doing something wrong. It's a question of the entire planet mm-hmm. that needs to change. And yeah. I think what you're doing is so important, Dolly. Uh, and I'm not even joking when I say you literally could be what's standing between the survival of the human species on Earth because we happen to be very USA-centric. And yes, it's true, many trends start in the United States. I mean, people in India were eating very healthfully until the sad standard American diet came along. And uh, the same is true for China. But the big emerging economies today are China and India. So uh, China is also grappling with this issue. They've had a pig virus that has caused them to, they use the word cull, but basically slaughter millions of pigs. Now we also have a trade war. The opportunity is ripe for change. The I'm I pray, have you been able to get to the Indian government? Because mark my words, whichever government makes the connection that animal agriculture is destroying our planet and we need to switch and they switch their industries, their economies and their citizenry to a plant-based diet will emerge as the leading power in the 21st century. Okay, absolutely. Because that is what we need to do to survive as a species. We are destroying our planet. We only have less than a decade left to turn this around. So whichever country figures this out and switches their, uses incentives to switch their population to a plant-based economy is going to emerge as the leader. I would love to see India emerge as the leader. Yes. Can you get to the government? It's hard, Jane. You know, the government protects cows, not buffaloes. In India, people also drink buffalo milk. They're not protected. They will definitely go to slaughter. But the Indian government has protected the cow, but they're still being um, transported illegally. And it's very hard to get to the government. You know, the government might be in on it. Mm. Well, that's true in the United States. I mean, 
the USDA, the United States Department of Agriculture, is completely, completely overrun and infiltrated with uh, executives from the meat and dairy industry. They're one and the same. In yeah. fact, uh, they it's inherent conflict of interest because the USDA's mandate is not just to look at the food supply and make sure it's safe. It's to promote meat and dairy. Right. So the U.S. government is actually subsidizing dairy, which is diving. It's circling the drain here in the United States and in Europe. I just got back from Luxembourg. And I mean, oat milk in Oatly is one of the big companies that's sweeping uh, Europe. Yeah. Uh, and in the United States, obviously, you have oat milk, you have rice milk, you have almond milk, you have soy milk, you have cashew milk, you have hemp hazelnut, milk, you have hazelnut, yeah. macadamia, that milk. And it's everywhere. And we you know Canada dropped uh, milk off its healthy food guidelines. Yay! Yeah, so are you saying you can't get through to the Indian government? Well, you know, we'll try. But the government is very hard because it's so hard to get through the government. They are, they're saying that we are protecting cows, Jane. But well, yeah, it, dairy is such a huge cultural, 5,000-year cultural uh, you know, we, we use it at the temples. People are having it in their sweets. Let me ask you this question. Is there plant-based milk available in stores in India? Is it coming up? Yes, it is. There is a strong vegan movement. When I went there, there's cafes opening up. Yes, you can get almond milk, soy milk, sometimes even cashew milk, cheese. The movement is going strong right now, and I'm happy to see that. Wow. So, um would it be possible to get some of these ritualistic behaviors translated to plant-based milk? Yes, I think, um, well, I'm targeting the Jain temples. They are very open-minded. Right here in Anaheim, there's a Jain vegan temple, the only one I know of in the whole United States. And I saw one in India. So, yes, that is huge. That, that temple is at the forefront of change. Let's give a high five. Yeah. Let's, so are, have you gone down to Anaheim to talk to them? Yes. I, I, I interviewed the president yesterday, Mr. Jasmine Modi. I'm so happy. So what did he say about this dairy issue? Well, he's educating other temples. He wants all Jane temples to take the pledge. So oh, he, he's in a, I mean, he's, he's agreeing with you. Oh yes, absolutely. He's turned that temple into a vegan temple. I mean, look, as I understand the Janes, they don't want to even hurt bugs. Exactly. And so why would they want to torture cows? Exactly. And so if we could get that, have you thought of doing, uh, I met a Bollywood star and I'm going to try to connect you guys at Mercy for Animals. So handsome. And um, really he had the star quality wow. and he is a Bollywood star and he is a vegan and he's a Mercy for Animals supporter. And I told him, I said, oh, I'm interviewing Dolly. Uh, about dairy is not a himsa, and I will connect you to. So, wow, I'm so excited. what about getting Bollywood involved? Because don't you think that's, you know, we live in a celebrity culture no matter what. Well, my director, Mr. Ariman, was he used to be a Bollywood actor, now turned director. So because of him, we will be, you know, interviewing some Bollywood actors. Wow, how exciting. And guess what? On the other side of the break, we're going to stay live on Facebook. We're taking a break on Voice America. And on the other side of the break, we are going to meet this director. I'm so excited. Um, this is truly a very significant issue. I, I honestly could say that, you know, everybody's talking about all these issues on TV right now. We're in the middle of an election. I don't talk politics. We're a nonprofit. But none of those issues, as important as they are, matter if the earth is uninhabitable for That's humans. Right. That's right. So this is the primary issue. Of all issues, the number one issue has to be climate change. 
And since the number one issue has to be climate change, because we're running out of time and we're in crisis, we need to look at what's causing climate change. And what's causing climate change is animal agriculture. If we, as a, as a global culture, make that one switch, we can literally allow life to continue. You know, people like to think of dinosaurs as what goes extinct. No, we have a million species threatened with extinction and we're animals too. And we could also go extinct. Less than a third of the earth's surface is land. And of that land, not all of it's arable. And we are destroying the forest at such an alarming rate that we're killing all the animals who live in those forests because they have nowhere to go. They have nowhere to eat. They have nowhere to survive. We're making them homeless. And at a certain point, we're just going to reach a point where we have no forest to absorb the carbon. And it's just going to become too hot, too hot, too hot to survive on this planet. We're having a fever. Yes. And I wanted to say, Jane, you know, Mother Earth is alive. And in India, we call her Bhumi Devi. She's our first mother. We have a dharmic duty to protect Mother Earth. Mother Earth is alive and she keeps us alive. And the Earth is not just a chunk of dirt. She's alive and we must respect her. All right. We're going to take a short break. We are so excited to be here with Dali Vyas Ahuja. All right. Stay right there. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Are you ready for provocative discussions with some of today's most powerful movers and shakers? Tune in to The Art of Significance featuring Dan Clark, the modern day Napoleon Hill, who interviews the wealthiest, most successful celebrities and business leaders on the planet who are using their influence to change the world. From authors to entertainers, sports figures, educators to military leaders, Dan covers multiple topics. Tune in every Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencer channel the voice america talk radio network is on instagram make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows live events and around the network we want to see what you have to share as well check us out on instagram at voice america talk radio we don't follow we lead join us the voice america influencers channel You are listening to Jane Unchained. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email in to News at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And we are talking Dairy is Not Ahimsa. And that is the theme of a new documentary. We are so delighted to be here with the director, Ariman Ramsey, I hope I said that right. Yes, uh, we're going to get right to you. But first, we want to take a call. Shannon, Florida. What is your question or thought, Shannon? 
This is just so interesting and amazing. It's really awesome to hear Dolly talk about how she's also a freedom fighter, just like her grandfather. It's really inspiring. And I am excited to hear about this new documentary. Um, I had learned some really awesome things from the documentary of Prayer from Compassion that talked about how dairy, um, even the top chain saints, were saying that there was no excuse for this type of horrific abuse towards these female animals and their babies. So thank you so much for talking about this. Thank you, Shannon. So what inspired you to get involved with this film? And tell us all about it. When's it coming out? What is the, how does, how is it going to work? Okay, so uh, when Dolly approached me with the film, mm-hmm. uh, it was really nice. And uh, uh, believe it, I was a non-vegetarian when she approached me to the film. And uh, I, I, I didn't like you know believe in this. I didn't know. I was not educated. And uh, once I started the film, I really liked me uh, like challenges. And uh, yeah, so when I started the film and in my journey, I realized that you know what is happening. What are we doing? You know, uh, in India, we have a lot of helpers. I don't go to the kitchen and cook my own food or neither does my wife. So we have helpers and it just comes in my plate and I'm eating it. So I didn't know. And when I started shooting this film, when I went to the slaughterhouse and it was, it, I, I couldn't see it. I, 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 I actually couldn't shoot it. So it was that painful. And right there, I turned vegetarian. Woo! Yes, Woo! yes, I did turn vegetarian and uh, I'm very vegan curious and uh, my son, uh, he was uh, eight years old and uh, that's weird and he has turned vegan. Yeah! yeah that's, that's all thanks to, that's all thanks to Dolly, my producer and Mr. Selish Rao, my executive producer. And uh, yes, and uh, it is, it is, I, I think we're doing something very wrong to the animals. Uh, I'm a very, I'm a dog lover. Uh-huh. I, ha- I have, I have 13 dogs at my farmhouse. <laughs> I have a horse. And I didn't know what we're doing to the animals. I was not educated. So it's all about education. And uh, this film, we are trying our best to educate everybody. I think this is absolutely extraordinary. It has to be a global movement, and mm-hmm. it is a global movement. I just got back from the International Animal Rights Conference in Luxembourg. Um, more than 500 animal rights activists from Germany, from France, from Belgium, from Spain, from all over from the Netherlands. And I first went to Copenhagen. And uh, as soon as I landed, guess what I did? I went to an anti-dairy protest. There was a huge dairy festival and there was a protest against it. And uh, so what was fascinating was within literally an hour and a half of me landing in Copenhagen, I was at an anti-dairy protest. And then they said, well, you know, there's a cube of truth going on in a central square. And then I went there and uh, then while I was shooting the, the Cube of Truth, which is people holding up uh, laptops and monitors showing what really happens in slaughterhouses and on factory farms, the horrors, to the point where, you know, it's, if it's hard, if you can't even look at it, how can you participate in it? If you can't even look at it, if you can't even bear witness to it, how can you possibly feel that you have the moral right to participate in it? And uh, so... Uh, then while I was there, I, I began talking to somebody and it turns out he was the founder of the, uh, Danish vegan party. So this is a global movement. It's happening in India. It's happening all over Europe. It's happening in the United States. It's happening big in Latin America. It's happening in the Hispanic people. Um, I got a call. I have a veganomy. So I have a vegan hairdresser and have a vegan handyman, their boyfriend and girlfriend. I was getting my hair done and she said, are you going to the veganas East LA? vegan festival tonight. 
And I said, oh, I didn't even know about it. I went down there. It was well over a dozen food booths, food trucks, all Latin food, all vegan, and a huge turnout of people from the community who are vegan. And it was to me that said, wow, we are really spreading. This is becoming something where it's popping up here, there, and everywhere. Uh, And so what is the goal with your documentary? Do you think you might be able to get some of the leaders in the Indian government to watch it? I would think that would be crucial. See, uh, we are doing very good. The government is doing, they're trying to do the best. Uh, We have stopped plastic only because uh, Mr. Narendra Modi, our prime minister, thought that plastic is going, the cows are eating plastic and there is only plastic in the stomach and they're like dying because of that. And yeah, he is trying his best. He is a vegetarian, a pure vegetarian, Narendra Modi. And yeah, when you say a is, pure vegetarian, yes. are you talking about being a vegan? Or no, you, he is. Okay, because a pure vegetarian is a vegan. See, as far as, as, as I'm as, concerned, as I said, as I said, we you have, know what I call dairy? I call dairy liquid meat. <laughs> that's what it is, liquid yes, meat. That, you know so how true, I went true. vegan? I was a local news anchor mm-hmm. here working at Paramount Studios, and this guy came up to me. He was a fourth generation cattle rancher who went vegan because he got really sick and he made a pact with God going to surgery. He said, God, if you get me out of the surgery, I'm going to switch and I'm going to reveal the secrets. He went on Oprah. He became famous for 15 minutes. Mad cowboy, Howard Lyman. He, I interviewed him. He came up to me afterwards. He said, uh, I hear you're a vegetarian. I said, yes. He said, do you eat dairy? And I kind of hung my head because he had just told me about all the horrors. And I said, yes. And he went like this, liquid meat. That's the moment I went vegan. I never looked back. A month later, somebody accidentally put cheese in my salad, and I, your taste buds change after 30 days, and it becomes repulsive, actually. Um, And so uh, I don't mean, I'm not debating with you, but when you say pure vegetarian, to me, pure vegetarian is a vegan. So let me tell you this. Yes. So I'm 40. Okay. okay? And since childhood, my parents have taught me only meat. They yes. thought that it's very healthy, right? Really? So, yes, it, it, all over India. Oh, it's all yeah. over India. It's proteins, it's this, it's that. With my, thought- kid, with my, kids, uh, with my kid, I tried to give him meat. Uh-huh. Like, in, like, I think for two years, yeah. first two years, he ate uh, non-vegetarian. Uh-huh. He was eating non-vegetarian. Yeah. And what happened is he got educated. That's uh-huh. thanks to Dolly. Right. So we have to get educated. That's what I'm saying. So this movie, Mm -hmm. we are trying to educate the people. Sure. If they understand, they understand that liquid uh, dairy is liquid meat. I'm sure they will change. So we are 1.4 billion people in India. I know. And if we all change to vegan, I think I think the world will change like this. And I think India will assume a prominent, very prominent role on the global stage. That's what I think is the appeal. I've been thinking, how do we get in touch with the leaders in China? Because this is such an opportunity. We're in a trade war. They, you know, seven more than 70% of soy is fed to farm animals. Okay? Uh, a lot of the fish that they fish in the ocean is fed to farm animals. It's really destroying the planet using the resources, destroying the trees and the ocean zones that absorb the carbon. It is the leading cause of climate change. So if if you can finish the documentary, which I know you will, and get it in front of the government of India, it's not just a numbers game. Sure, you want everybody in India to see it. You want a billion audience. But those key decision makers, if they can connect the dots and realize, oh, my God, 
we could become the, the literally, I don't believe that one, I believe we're all earthlings, but I mean, appealing to their sense of perhaps limited self-interest is that governments want to be dominant. They want to be the dominant culture in the world. That's, that's the whole battle now between the United States and Russia because Russia wants its dominance again. You know, it felt sidelined. And so that's what governments are very interested in. Mark my words, I'll say it again. Whichever country goes plant-based will become the leader in the 21st century. And that is something that we can use to appeal to, let's say, the leaders in India. Leaders in India. But uh, let me tell you this also. More than the government, the people of India listen to the, uh, like, you know, they hear the celebrities there. Bollywood stars. Yeah. So yeah. So I'm I'm trying to get some Bollywood stars for our film too, like a Sonam Kapoor, uh, Kangana Ranawat, and John Abraham. So I'm gonna get them on board to explain it to the world, and I'm sure the Indians will see them and understand what's going on and what are we doing to them. I love it. I love that. That mm-hmm. is that is so fantastic. Uh, so when do you expect this to come out? This is gonna be early next year. Okay, and what's the title, or you have a working title? The, the film is called The Land of Ahimsa. Okay, that's And we beautiful. have a saying, uh, Ahimsa Parmo Dharma. So that means, Ahimsa means non-violence. Yes. Parmo means first, and Dharma means religion. So before any religion, it is non-violence. Well, if you're for non-violence, then how about, I, I think what you're doing with this documentary is extraordinary. Let me ask you this, what is your plan to get it to the people of India? Okay, so we're going to release it worldwide. We're going to release it. We're going to go to Netflix and we're going to sell it to them or we're going to go to Amazon Prime and we're going to like go all over the world and like, you know, put it in the theaters and, you know, show it to the people. Yeah. And but in India particularly. Oh, yes, we will release it. Uh, Netflix is very big in India today. Amazon okay. Prime is like very big. Okay, so we wonderful. we're going to go through that and we are going to do screening everywhere. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, anything I can do to help, you know, Dr. Selesh Rao, I didn't realize he was the executive producer. He's my hero. When I heard him speak at the Rowdy Girl Sanctuary in Texas, I said, this man has the answer because he was the first person that I heard. And I've been in this movement for 30 years or more. Um, First person I heard articulate a vision, a specific vision and give a by when, because if you can't even articulate what you want, how the hell are you going to achieve it? And he said, we are going to create a vegan world and we're going to do it by 2026. And when I heard that, I was like, bingo. Somebody who has said not just what they want, but when they're going to do it. And then he proceeded to say how he has a methodology for achieving it. So the second I heard that, I locked in and I said, I want to follow this person and I want to help him achieve his vision. And I just finished a documentary called Countdown to Year Zero, which really is about Dr. Selesh Rao. And it uh, follows his um, journey to creating a vegan world. And he's a systems analyst. So he was involved in making the internet a lot faster and they told him it couldn't be done. And he accelerated the speed of how the internet information gets from one point to the next. Mm-hmm. So if anybody could do it, he could do it because this is the type of person who breaks down problems. And what he said was, we know the why because the earth is dying, the animals are dying, people are dying. We know the when immediately, urgency, and we've got to do it by the deadline is 2026. He said, all we need to do is figure out the how. 
And when you take, when you want to figure out the how, what you do is you take a big problem, you break it down into small chunks. So he has now created task force for all the aspects of things that have to be resolved. What happens to the animals? How do we transition farmers to plant-based from animal agriculture? Uh, how do we incorporate the healthcare system? What about the laws? What about the media? What about business? And he's broken this down into task force and everybody can get involved. So uh, we're going to a conference October 25th in Mesa, Arizona, where he's based. Are you going, Dolly? Yes. yes. Dolly's coming. Okay, year. let the games begin. Okay, Dolly's in the house. That's gonna. Are you going? Oh uh, no, I don't think so. Because yeah, I'll be well, back. In, I'll be back in India finishing yeah. the documentary. Yeah, so. but you should maybe have a, some video rolling on that because uh, you know he's really creating this methodology. And for people who roll their eyes and go, "Yeah, right," a vegan world by twenty twenty six. He uses examples. He says, "Look." When John F. Kennedy said we're going to get a man on the moon, everybody rolled their eyes and they did it. When, you know, the Internet in eight years went from something nobody knew how to use. I remember when I got my first computer and you had you couldn't really just log on. You had to put right. in code. And I was like, what? This will never work. And now, of course, you know, how do we survive without our phone computers? So. Um, I do feel that we can, if we all get involved with Vegan World 2026, please watch Countdown to Your Zero. It's out right now on Amazon Prime. If you're an Amazon Prime member, it's free. And if not, you can pay 99 cents. And and then next year, we're going to have The, the Land of Ahimsa coming out. And, you know, Dr. Rouse said they did a study and they found documentaries are one of the most effective ways that people change. If you ask people what made you go vegan, a lot of people say Earthlings, the incredible film by Sean Munson. They'll say Forks Over Knives. They'll say Cowspiracy or What the Health, the incredible films by Kip Anderson, which Dr. Selesh Rao was also involved in. So uh, hopefully they'll say Countdown to Year Zero because my whole film is like, hey, if you're an environmentalist or a conservationist, you have to be vegan or you're just... I'm sorry to be rude, a hypocrite. Um, so we are offering people this gift and, and really explaining to them why it's absolutely the most important thing. You know, everybody talks about fossil fuels, fossil fuels. No, the United Nations has said that, that animal agriculture causes more climate change than all transportation combined. And um, we see right now that the Amazon is burning because cattle ranchers are clearing the land for more cattle. So really, all you have to do is make another choice. All you have to do is make another choice instead of having that, that burger, have a veggie burger. And um, do, we, do we see that happen? See, I was even surprised to hear that you're saying you ate meat in India because I really thought of it as more of a vegetarian country. Uh, it is, it is, but it's all about like 50-50. It's, we, we are like, you know, there are Punjabis, there are all kinds of religions, there are Muslims, there are a lot of Muslims there, and we celebrate Eid, and like you have to see the slaughter of uh, goats there. And it is, like it's 50% non-vegetarians, and we have like very few uh, vegetarians there. So yes, we have to turn them into vegetarians. Well, the other thing is that in many religions, there are slaughter rituals, and I know that I work with rabbis who are, uh, advocating, you know, huge numbers of rabbis have signed a petition saying we don't need to kill chickens for kaparat. We use coins. And uh, that is a battle that's going on in Los Angeles and New York and other parts of the world um, because people are like, that's not necessary. That's not really the spirit of what 
is uh, intended and there are coins. Do you see a movement as well with, it, you were talking about the slaughter of goats to come up with an alternative? Oh yes, India is becoming uh, very vegan friendly. I was surprised to see so many vegan cafes, so many vegan restaurants. And we shot a lot of uh, uh, places, like a lot of, uh, a lot of them. And we went for a march also in Pune. There were like thousands of people just marching and saying go vegan. And that was so surprising and that was amazing. I, thought. I know. World Vegan Conference and Jane and Shane went live. Thanks to Dolly, she, she went live on Facebook from India. It was one of the high points of, uh, of our uh, news operation to have a live video from India. So we're going to take another short break. I think we're coming up on our last segment. Uh, stay right there. We're going to stay live on Facebook. We're on Voice America Influencers. And I always like to thank executive producer Tacey Trump and A-Rod in the control room for uh, making this happen. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. It's time to unlock some of the best kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Jane Unchained. To reach the show today, call in to 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795. You may also send an email in to News at gmail.com. Now back to the show. All right. We are so delighted and honored to be here with the one and only Dolly V.S. Ahuja. Thank you, and she is in the process with uh, her amazing director and team. We have others here who we'd like to acknowledge um, of doing a documentary called Land of the Land of Ahimsa about the movement in India to get rid of dairy and to replace it with something that's truly compassionate since ahimsa means nonviolence and dairy is synonymous with violence. Dairy is violence. It's violent from the moment of conception to the death of the animal. And so um, I, I just think it's incredible. How, how, um, what have the challenges been in doing this documentary? Yeah, so the challenges are, you know, dairy is so embedded in our culture. It's a 5,000-year tradition. Our God, Lord Krishna, had milk. 
we're not living in that era anymore and we weren't there. So we're living here today now where all cows are treated with so much cruelty and we need to evolve. But the good news, Jane, is when I went, I saw so many vegan cafes popping up. The food is delicious. They had pizza and pasta. And a lot of Indian food is vegan by default. Yeah. You know, the dal, the the rice, our chapati, whole the ghee, and our vegetables. It's all vegan anyway. We have such good herbs and spices. It's so easy for India to go vegan. And I tried some delicious vegan cheese in India, Um, pizza, all kinds of sweets even, Indian sweets, I tried vegan. So I believe the movement is strong. And uh, in Udaipur, we went to a company called Good Dot, where he's actually making mock meat, like that butter chicken you get at the Indian restaurant and mutton. And it tasted so good, all vegan. Wow. Yeah. Maybe they should bring it here. Well, you know, I want to invest with him. I told him we need to bring this to America. Yeah, we need to bring it to America because Indian food is very popular here in Los Angeles. I mean, there's tons of vegan, uh, I mean, uh, Indian restaurants. And actually, there's one uh, well-known one that has several branches. And we actually went, did a lunch break live there. And it's mostly vegan. They do have that separate area for yeah. the dairy. Yeah. So um, that would be incredible if, if that one switched, yes. you know. Yes. Um, but, you know, it's a process, not an event. Uh, do you see the changes that are happening here reflected in India in the sense of the fast food chains offering vegan options? Not yet, Jane. And what I noticed, there are subways, Pizza Hut, KFC. When I was a child visiting in India, there was no such thing. Now, everywhere you go, a Pizza Hut, KFC, uh, you know, everyone's on the standard American diet. And India is the diabetes capital of the world. Oh, my God. And, you know, there was a study that just came out last week that says chicken causes cancer. Uh, It was out of England. And I saw several newscasters talking about it, making fun of it and saying, well, that's what they say today. Next week, they'll come back and say the opposite. So is dairy. And I thought, you know, oh, my God. Imagine if you said that about cigarettes, you'd be fired. People um, are so conditioned and brainwashed that even when a study of top scientists in England come out and say, hey, Chicken is cancer-causing. We, we, we studied this. We did comparisons. We had, uh, you know, they have the research. This isn't just some fly-by-night. This is a major study, and the uh, newscasters are making fun of it. Or uh, even presidential candidates like Elizabeth Warren saying, let's not get sidetracked when we talk about climate change by cheeseburgers and plastic straws. It's like minimizing something because they're prejudiced about it. And it's across the board. It doesn't matter where you're from, Democrat, Republican, liberal, conservative, young, old, they literally lie with impunity. And I, I say lie because anybody who is smart enough to get to that level of prominence in society is smart enough to connect the dots that animals eat a heck of a lot more than they produce as food, that they are destroying the planet, that we're fattening up cows and pigs while children die of starvation in third world countries. Even hunger organizations don't want to accept this message. I don't get it. You know, and in India also, Jane, when you mention chicken, there's a lot of chicken eating going on in India. And they can grow this chicken in 45 days. The chicken can't even hold its weight. And in 45 days with drugs and antibiotics, 
In India, there's also an increase of cancer as well. We need to wake up. The World Health Organization has determined a long time ago, processed meat is cancer causing. Okay. That's bacon. That's uh, deli slices. That's hot dogs. I mean, how much more? Now, if you fed your kid a cigarette, somebody would call child services, but you could feed your child a hot dog or a nugget and nobody says anything. That's because we are intentionally blind to this issue because we're conditioned. You know what's changing it? The young people, because they're not listening to the TV commercials. They're on social media. They're on Instagram. They're seeing the pigs going to slaughter. They're seeing all the great vegan food and all the social media influencers. And we have so many of them on Jane Unchained and Jane Unchained is a social media influencer together. They're the ones educating their parents. I, I hear it all the time. Yeah. Oh, my daughter went vegan. My son went vegan. Uh, that's why I went vegan. So it's the children. And look at Greta Thunberg. I mean, uh, Greta Thunberg. She's on GQ. Yeah. I yeah. mean, she's the youngest, I believe, the youngest person nominated for a Nobel Prize. Uh, she's unbelievable. She's vegan. She turned her parents vegan. I wish she would talk more about the vegan aspect. Because she's kind of buried it a little bit. There's going to be a major climate strike. I urge all vegans on September 20th to go and hold your vegan signs. Nobody's going to know you're vegan except that you're better looking and smarter. But <laughs> no, otherwise, nobody's going to be able to tell that you're vegan if you don't hold a vegan sign. Yeah. Um, that was a joke. Okay. Please, though, go to the climate strike marches and bring a vegan sign. That's super important because people need to connect the dots. So um, what... What do you want to say to America about what is happening in India? Can can we have the Indian American community work with you? That would be great. I mean, please join me. We have a Facebook page, The Land of Ahimsa. I am interviewing people here in America like Jane. The movie also talks about my journey, the amazing people I've met, like Jane, like Renee, like Dr. Shailish Rao. Um, just came back from Washington and interviewed Dr. Neil Bernard, who's trying to educate doctors in India. So we interviewed him. So, yes, you can reach out to me on uh, Facebook, The Land of Ahimsa. We have an Instagram page, our website, www.thelandofahimsa.com. Please reach out to me. We can work together. Wow. I, I absolutely love what you're doing and you're interviewing some major influencers. I mean, Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine has accomplished so much. Yeah. Here in the United States, there's now a major move away from animal testing as a result of PCRM. You wanted to talk a little bit about some of the people who are featured in the documentary. Yes. So we got Dr. Will Tuttle. And of course, when I went vegan, I had to read his book the World Peace Diet. He actually came to my house and he did an Ahimsa tour. So he knows a lot about Ahimsa. So of course he's in the movie, uh, Dr. Shayla Shrao, of course, my guru, my teacher. And he's also executive producer. Thank you, Dr. Rao. Shout out to woo! you. Yeah, woo -woo! And I'll be going to the World Vegan Conference in the end of October. Please register, go on to Climate Healers and be there. We need to change the planet together. And we have actually Philip Wallen from Australia. Oh, he's amazing. Amazing. And he has spoke about Ahimsa in India so eloquently. Now, just to, he's a former top banking executive who's gone vegan and who is one of the best speakers I've ever heard. Yes. And I've heard him speak a couple of times. He's truly inspirational. And, you know, there he's... He's a top exec, was a top executive of one of the major banking institutions in the world. 
and he connected the dots. So you know, what I see, because we are unfortunately in a world that values money, that's, that's our, our value system right now. We do have to change that. But uh, I think that the smart money is going uh, toward plant-based. We've got a caller, uh, Broanti from Wisconsin. What is your question or thought? Hi, Jane. Hi. How are you? Fine, thank you. Uh, thank you, too. I'm watching you live right now on my, on my computer. Uh, my name is Bronte, and I'm from Wisconsin. And um, I so admire everything that you're doing for all the animals. I really am. I'm a, I've been a vegan for 22 years now. And um, wow. I just I admire everything that you guys stand up for. It's well, amazing. Please share the video on Facebook. I urge everyone who's watching, share the video. We get out. You know, if, if you share it, you know, there's one person who may watch, and it clicks with them, and you're saving hundreds of animals. Every single person we get to go vegan saves hundreds and hundreds of animals. I keep, I'm watching you right now with that beautiful lady next to you. And um, I just, I'm so proud of you and everything you do for the animals. You know, I watch the videos, and it's, and it's, it's We're hearing hearing a little reverb, but I want to say thank you so much, and I know you're from a big dairy state, Wisconsin, so fight the good fight and convince the people in your state that um, they can transition, you know, a lot of these dairies, and uh, thank you, thank you so much uh, for calling. Really appreciate it. Thank you for oh, all. You're not a problem. Not a problem at all. I, I wish I could turn everyone into vegans and and not have animals suffer the way they are suffering. You know, well, it's it's horrible. Yes, it is horrible. And you can do it. You can do it. Do it in Wisconsin. Yeah. Anybody can. It, you know, this is not something that any one person is going to do. It requires all of us. So you can. Uh, create a Facebook page um, that is Wisconsin Vegans. I'm sure there's already one, but you can get involved. You can do Cubes of Truth. You can start a vigil at a local slaughterhouse. You can um, have meetups where there's a million things that anybody can do. Show your Uh, recipes. Show your recipes. Yeah, take pictures of your every meal and put them on Facebook and Instagram. There's a lot you can do. So do it. And we support you. Thank you. We're, We're out of time so uh we're gonna wrap it up um final thoughts yes so the word ahimsa originated in my country in our in our in our scriptures and it means non-violence and in a non-violent world which i've learned from dr shailish rao not only india will return to the land of ahimsa but the whole world will be known as the land of Ahimsa. Ah, from your mouth to God's ears, as they say. I want to thank you so much, Dolly. Thank you, Jane. Thank you so much. And can you please support us on our GoFundMe? Go to our GoFundMe page, our Facebook, and our Instagram. Absolutely. We're going to put all those links up so you'll have them. Thank you so much, Voice America influencers. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for commenting. And please... Land of Ahimsa. Let's make the entire planet the land of Ahimsa. Thank you. See you next time.
Thank you for tuning in to Jane Unchained. We hope you'll join Jane Velez Mitchell for the next edition of her program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Meanwhile, have a peaceful week.